Amen. I want to thank him. Uh, we want to welcome you to another episode of MBKI's Kingdom Encounter on Blog Talk Radio. Prepare yourself and get ready and allow the Spirit of the Lord to transform your mind. And here's your host, Pastor Anthony Baxter. Hey man, I want to welcome everyone to uh, Blog Talk Radio, Hallelujah Kingdom Encounter. Uh, it's a wonderful Saturday today, and I just want to thank God for everything that He's doing in the lives of His people, as well as ourselves. A lot of us are going through uh, some crazy, crazy times. Amen. But the Spirit of the Lord tells us that He is with us; He'll see us through. So we just need to hold on, keep our faith. And let God be God in our life. Amen. I'm just going to open up in prayer. and We just want to jump right into it. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just stand before your throne. Humbly and boldly, Father God, just giving praise, giving thanks to you for being our King, our Lord, and our Savior. For watching over us, for protecting us, for providing for us. Hallelujah. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that gives us truth, wisdom, and understanding of heaven as we are here upon the earth. Teach us to walk like you, O Lord. Think like you. Act like you. Hallelujah. Open our hearts and minds up to your word that we may receive and not just hear, but to apply. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we pray. Amen. Glory be to God. We're going to go ahead and just go right in. We're going to go to Luke. and we're going to go to chapter 14, and we're going to read verse 25, and we're going to go through 35. We're going to be looking today at following, following the Lord. Amen. Uh, the Bible tells us that Jesus called us. He said, follow me to the disciples. Disciples, he said, and I will make you fishers of men. He said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. But what does that word follow really mean? What is the definition of the word follow? To follow is to follow behind someone or something. To follow behind someone or something. Who are you following behind? What are you following? Or to move or travel behind. If you remember in the Bible, it talked about Jesus going from here to there, and they followed him. They followed him. Amen. I believe that many people may have started out and followed him from here to there, but there were probably some that turned around and went back home. Amen. Or maybe followed him a short distance and turned around and went back to what's familiar. Amen. Many of us have came to the Lord and followed him for a particular uh, period, but turned back around and went back to what we knew, went back to what's comfortable. Amen. The Bible also tells us in uh, Matthew 8 and 22 where uh, Jesus has called a a man, and he said, follow me. And the man said, well, I'll follow you, but let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said, let the 
dead bury the dead. There's a lot of things that we must understand when it comes to following the Lord. There's many things we must understand. When we come to the Lord, most come because they're hurting. They're going through a lot of pain, uh, things in their life, uh, not all, but some. And they give their life to the Lord because they hear of his happiness, his joy, his power, his might. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Then you have those that understand that uh, uh, there's a heaven and a hell. And to get to heaven, hallelujah, you must believe in the son, Jesus Christ, that he died and he rose again and he lives on today. It says you will be saved. Amen. So we have individuals coming for different reasons. But the key is, are you following the Lord? Amen. So let's go ahead and take a look. It says here in uh, verse 26 of chapter 14 in the book of Luke, it says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father or mother, wife or children, brother and sister, yes, in his own life, also he cannot be a disciple of Christ. Okay? Now, I'm going to read that from a different translation here in verse 26. It says, if someone wants to obey me, he said, he must live like this. He must love his own mother and father less than he loves me. He must love his wife and his children less than he loves me. He must love his brothers and sisters less than he loves me. He must even love himself less than he loves me. If he does not do that, he cannot obey me. He cannot obey me. So what is he saying to us? He's letting us know that he needs to be the numero uno, the number one. There's no one above him. There is no mother. There is no father. There is no son. There is no wife. There is no husband. There is no one that stands before him, not even yourself, not even yourself, because this is the commandment of him. He is a jealous God, and who is supposed to reign on the throne of our heart it's God. What do you think about the most? Who do you think about the most? That is the God in your life. That's the God in your life. Many people are missing uh, the mark, like this uh, man here in Matthew 8 and 22. Jesus called him to follow. But he said, I will, but first, I want to go and do this with my father. He put his father before the call on his life, the call that uh, Jesus was calling him to come and follow him. Amen. We have the rich young ruler, if you know about him. He followed all of the mandates of the law, but he didn't want to sell all of his goods and give. That's another commandment to give. It says, given, it shall be given unto you. He didn't want to do that. Amen. His 
wealth meant more to him than following the Lord. What is it in your life that you are putting before the Lord? What is it that has a, a, a precedence in your thought process? Hallelujah. Many of us have things that we know we need to let go of, with, with, uh, but we continue to hold on to them because they're a crutch. They're a crutch. Amen. But Jesus is saying, let it go and follow me. Let it go and follow me. Verse 27, he says, and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Okay? Whoever does not bear their cross and follow me. cannot be my disciple. So let's look at, we hear the word follow, and now we're looking at the word disciple. So to follow is to uh, 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 follow behind a person, place, or thing. Hallelujah. A disciple is someone, a student, uh, 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 someone that is learning, hallelujah, from you. So what we want to do, one, is we want to follow, we want to lay aside, we want to put aside, and we want to learn a new thing. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when we follow the Lord, what we're doing is we're taking that conformed way of being, that conformed way of living, hallelujah, and setting it aside to be transformed as being a disciple of Christ so that we may walk accordingly in the power and authority that we are given through him, through him. But we cannot walk in accordance. We cannot walk in the authority and power in a carnal mindset. Or yes, or we could, but the... uh, 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 we would not be functioning or operating, hallelujah, in a fashion and way that uh, we are mandated to. We are mandated to, amen? Hallelujah. Again, whoever does not bear his cross, whoever does not bear his cross. So in another translation, it says this. It says, he must live like a person that will die very soon. Yes, if he is not ready to die for me, he cannot obey me. So think about what it will be like to obey. So he's saying this, is that if we live every day as if it was our last day, we would live in love, we would live in forgiveness, we would live in thanksgiving, uh, we would live our life totally different. Have you ever seen a person that was told that they have a month or two or three weeks or, you know, uh, three months or whatever the case to live? It transforms their entire way of thinking and being because they know they don't have a lot of time left upon the earth. So they begin to make amends with people that maybe they had a grudge with. They go back to family members and apologize. They begin to be at more peace. 
hallelujah, they don't allow the things of the world to really get a hold of them. Why? I ain't got too much time left. So this little stuff doesn't really matter to me because life is the number one thing. People of God, look at this. Anything going on in your life, compare it to death. Compare it to death. Well, I got this going on in my life. Well, okay, is it really that important? I mean, look, look at death. Look at this situation. I got a money problem. Look at that. Okay. Well, ain't that good? I could be dying. Well, it could be. See what I'm saying? So sometimes we need to look at things from a different perspective to get a different uh, thought process going on in our mind to get a different feeling to where we can get a different reaction. Follow me? Amen. Bear your cross. We're going to go through a lot of pain upon the earth. I mean, it's just going to happen. Jesus went through it. We're going to go through a lot, but we've got to bear our cross and continue to follow. Continue to follow. And that's a hard thing to do because when you look around you, especially with the media, television, music, you know, and then people, you know, they have and they're doing and, and some people flaunting in front of you and this, that, and the third, but you know, it begins to weigh upon you. And, and these are the kind of things that can get us from following the Lord. You know, things like that, because our mindset goes off of him onto the things or onto the people, and we begin to shift. Our attitude shift. Our thought process shift. Our feelings shift. Amen? And we begin to go after the things instead of following after the Lord. Bear your cross and come after the Lord and be his disciple. It says here in verse 28, it says, For which of you intended to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it. 29, least after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see is being, uh, is, uh, excuse me, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Listen, people of God, when we come to the Lord, we are accepting him into our life, and he is the foundation. He is the rock. He is the cornerstone, and we build upon that. But what a lot of leaders and what a lot of churches don't tell folks that come to the Lord is all hell is about to break loose. The enemy is about to come in and try to wreak as much havoc in your life to get you to turn back to what it was you used to do, and not to walk in accordance and follow the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. So sometimes we got to sit and count the cost. We must understand that following God, we're going to have to give up some things. We're going to have to uh, do things that maybe are very uncomfortable. We're going to have to let some people go. There's a price to pay. It's just not you walking into his a courtyard, but you're going to have to release some things, hallelujah, to move with him, counting the cost. And what happens is when we tend to go back out away from God, then they're done that. When we go back out into the world, it's because things got heavy. 
We didn't count the cost. We didn't realize that things were going to get this heavy. Here, 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 here. If you look at the Israelites in Egypt, Moses came and said, I'm here to free you and take you to the promised land. That's all they could see is the promised land. But they didn't count the cost of what it would take to get from point A to point B. So when they were in the wilderness, y'all know about that wilderness, right? Are you in a wilderness right now? Listen, the Egyptians, or excuse me, the Israelites begin to murmur and complain. They begin to murmur here and complain. Hallelujah. And they begin to say, listen, I want to go back to Egypt. Yes, they had us. They were in bondage. We were being mistreated. But at least I could eat meat. All the comfortable things. See, sometimes, hallelujah, God is going to put us in a very uncomfortable position to see how we respond and how we react to it. If we're still going to follow or if we're going to retreat. You see, again, the Bible talks about Jesus traveling from city to city, and many people followed him. He had his followers that followed him all the time. Those were his disciples. And then he had other followers that followed behind. See, his disciples were the ones who were training up to 12. Hallelujah. And then he had hundreds behind him. But again, like I said, you probably had some that followed for a short time and went on back home. They got hungry. They got thirsty. It was too uncomfortable. So they went back to what they knew. Amen? Glory be to God. So this is what happens because we don't take the time to count the cost. What is it going to take for me to be a true follower, a true disciple of the Lord and set aside the cost? If you were to buy a car, the car you love costs 28000 You got some money coming in from a couple of different places. You're going to sit down and you're going to see how much money as it all comes together. If you're going to have enough to purchase the car, you're going to count the cost. And once you see you have enough, you go buy the car. I believe, I'm believing that we all have counted count the cost. We all know that it's going to cost our lives. We've got to give up our lives, our desires, our, our thinking, all of that. We've got to give it all up. That's the cost for a new way. Amen. Are you with me? Glory be to God. 20, uh, 31, 31. It says, Or what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000 or else while the other is still a great way off he sends a a, a, delega- a delegation and ask conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be a disciple. Again, 
forsaking all, giving up all, giving up all. Look at Abram. Abram was on his way, uh, taking a journey with his father. His father and him and, and Lot, and they were all leaving. He was going to another place. Uh, I believe his father, hallelujah, uh, uh, had a, had a, uh, an experience with the Lord, and he was leaving all of that uh, 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 Judaism, all that witchcraft and all that stuff from his family. So they all went, and he died along the journey, along the journey. Now, listen, if that was me, I'd be like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm going back over here with the people that I know, that I'm comfortable with. They've never done that before. Amen? Listen. But God spoke and told him, he said, go to the place that I will show you. Right? And what he did is he went. How many of us that are listening to this, not knowing where you're going, but just knowing that you're supposed to continue to go, will go? Not, not having no understanding. Very uncomfortable. And remember, on top of that, you're mourning because your father died. But God said, continue to go forth. What would you do? What would you do? See, when you see that you cannot defeat an army, you must surrender. You must surrender. And when you surrender, you're surrendering to a greater army that has the ability to come and fight on your behalf and give you victory to win back the land that has been stolen from you. But what we try to do, even as followers and disciples, is we try to fight this army, this satanic army, in our own fleshly, intellectual way. And we don't surrender to the fact. We don't surrender to the fact. We don't listen, hallelujah, and take heed to what the Spirit of the Lord is telling us to do and then doing it. Then doing it. Understand one thing about God. God loves you. He loves you. And no matter where you're at and what you're going through, he is giving you instructions, and he's expecting you to follow. He's expecting you to follow because those instructions are going to lead you out of and into a new place. But what happens a lot of times is we don't get the memo. We don't get the email. Or we get it, but we delete it, or we overlook it, and we continue to try to move in our own intellect or by our own emotions, and we miss it. We miss it. People of God, this is a season and a time that we are, <laughs> we really need to follow. Men being shaken and, 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 and put back into a position and into a place that God wants us in, but it's very uncomfortable. 
A lot of things are being taken. Why? Because you say you love God. Hallelujah. But God says, hallelujah, I need to take these things and put you in a place that is very uncomfortable. But there's purpose in this. But we must follow. The Bible says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. What is taking place here? When your daddy is in the bedroom and you run downstairs and say there's a boogeyman in the closet and your dad gets up, comes upstairs, are you walking before him? No. You're walking behind him. And as you're walking behind him, you feel comfortable. You ain't scared no more. Why? Because daddy's before me. And if anything in that closet, daddy gonna kill it. Amen? Hallelujah. Follow God. Follow the Lord. He's walking before you. He's clearing the pathway. And he's giving instructions and directions. <laughs> yes, Lord. Hallelujah on what to do and how to do it. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Listen, listen here. Listen here. First Kings talks about Saul. Saul, anointed king. Hallelujah. But he didn't know how to follow. He wanted to do things his way. God said, kill everything and kill the king. Saul, hallelujah, wanted to save the king and keep all the nice stuff for himself. Hallelujah. Saul, don't be a Saul. Don't be a soul. Follow God. Follow his instructions. Follow his direction. He will never lead you astray. He'll never leave you wrong. Never will. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Verse 34, it says, salt is good. But if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Verse 35, it is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. I'm going to read that from uh, this uh, other version here. Verse 34, it says, so remember this, salt is good. But if you mix the salt with something else, it is no longer any good. You cannot cause it to taste like salt again. You would not put it on your field. It cannot make the ground good. You would throw it away. You have ears, so listen well to what I'm saying. Listen, the thing about salt, and in those days, they didn't have refrigerators. So the meat, they would pack it with salt because the salt would preserve the meat. We are the salt of the earth. We are preserving the earth. We are the light Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
glory be to God, in a dark world, a dark place. So we are to preserve and we're to enlighten. Hallelujah, glory be to God. But listen, if we are not walking as the salt, preservation, preserving, Hallelujah. What's preserving? Well, if you, if you, if, if, if my grandmother used to uh, make plum preserves, jelly, you know, and she would take it and preserve it, you know, put it away, pack it away, you know, it's all good and things like this. Another form of preserving, like I was saying about the meat, you know, preserving it, you know, the, the salt. It kind of keeps it from getting all the the uh, uh, critters, I'll say, on it, and to us it can be eatable later down the line. Hallelujah! We need to be the salt of the earth. We need to preserve, Hallelujah, the earth, and Hallelujah, walk according to the instructions that have been given through Christ on how to preserve how to walk the salt on the earth. See, those that obey Christ are the salt. They're the salt. If we leave everything behind us, we are basically capable and able to be used by him. But we might love other people or things more than we love him. And if we do, we are no use to him. That's what he's basically saying. He will preserve the salt. The be the salt of the earth. Be preserved. Be preserved. Don't let people, don't let places, don't let things, don't let none of these things take a place of the Lord. Don't let nothing get in the place of the Lord. Don't let your husband, don't let your, your wife, don't let, don't let your kids. Nothing should be more important than to you than your relationship with the Lord. You hear what I said? Relationship. Now, this ain't no fly-by-night. He ain't a sugar daddy, nor is he a prostitute. You don't just come to him when you want something from him, and then when you get it, Leave him alone. No, no, no. He, no, that's not. No, 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 no. It's about a relationship. A relationship where you commune with him and he communes with you. When you're happy and joyous, you share with him. When you're sad and, and gloomy, you go to him. When you're in need, you ask of him. Hallelujah. And you let him know how much you love him through praise and through worship. A relationship. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. See, the thing about Christ and his spirit is he'll always speak to you spirit to spirit. He'll speak to you spirit to spirit. And then as it hits your spirit, it may go up into your intellect. And when it goes into your intellect, then it'll hit your emotions. And then you get this feeling of, of bliss. You get this feeling of of, of everything is going to be okay. You get this feeling of peace. Hallelujah. But when Satan speaks to you, he's going straight for your emotions. 
and that's where we get the reaction, and that's where we turn from following. That's when we forget about the instructions because we get hit over and over and over again by the enemy. Amen. And we we we, we turn. Hallelujah. You know, when somebody continues to hit you in the same place, you're like, man, you know, you kind of turn because, hey, you're going to hit me, hit me somewhere else. That same place is being hurt. You know, but so, so we must understand and learn, one, how to fight. Because if we know how to fight spiritually, we don't have to worry about getting hit in the same place over and over and over. Amen? Glory be to God. Secondly, changing our position, our posture. And what I mean by that is taking the time to posture ourselves to hear the instructions and directions of the Lord and follow them. Because he's making a way out of no way. But if we don't follow his way, we're going to stay stuck in this way and it don't feel good. He has a way for us, people of God. Follow the leader. Follow the leader. He has a great plan, a great destiny, a great purpose planned out for all of our lives. Great things. But we must learn how to follow. We can't get to the destination that we don't even know if we don't follow the leader. You know, some people, they go out of, out of town, they go traveling to these other countries, and they'll get one of those guides. A guide will guide them through the town and show them all of the beautiful places of that town, and then they come back and tell you about all those beautiful sites they've seen and where they went and this, that, and the third. But just, 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 just imagine this. Just imagine they get out the airport and they ain't got no guide. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. They don't have a clue. We all need a guy. We all need a guy. So what you know your neighborhood? But do you know your neighborhood in the spirit? <laughs> uh, so what? We are in a spiritual battle, people of God. We must understand how to walk not only in the natural, but how to walk in the spirit. We must understand that we must pay attention to the spirit of the Lord because the spirit of the Lord is spirit and he is truth. And he will lead us, guide us, and direct us, hallelujah, on the earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. But we must learn how to follow. A lot of times it don't feel good. Why? Because most of the things that God is going to have us to do is going to go against our flesh. It's going to go against our desires. It's going to go against those things. So now, here we are again. Are we going to bear the cross? Are we going to lay down our lives, our desires, our wants, our needs? What are we going to do? These are tests, people of God of discipleship. They're all tests of discipleship. Tests of discipleship. I believe, and this is my belief, don't quote me on this, 
But if you look, Jesus, our God, told Satan to go try Job. So would you say that maybe God was testing Job, see how Job was going to react? Just, just, that's just my, my take upon it. So if he's going to do it, then do you think he'll do it now? God is not this. I mean, he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So, I mean, you know, if he did it back then, he's probably going to do it again today. I don't have to find this out. Cause, you know, the thing, we always tend to move in our flesh first and spirit second. Thank you, Holy Ghost. This thing, this thing from the Lord, this, 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 this is hot off the press. Catch this. Listen, we tend to move in the flesh first, then we move through the spirit. We first want to try it our way, and then when we see we can't accomplish it, then we turn to God. God says no. God says, no, you go straight to the spirit. You come straight to me. He says, seek ye first, first the kingdom of God. You don't seek yourself first. You seek first the kingdom of God, and everything will be added unto you. Why do you think you're missing out? Because you're seeking things for yourself. You're doing things for yourself. Your finite intellect, you're allowing it to guide you and direct you, and you keep running into dead ends and and potholes. Amen? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all things. All things will be added unto you. People of God, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to share with you a little bit of what God has been sharing with me over the past few weeks. Follow. God is calling for us to follow. Many, I'm telling you, Many of us are in some crucial, crucial times. Some, I mean, really, I mean, if you look at it from a, a natural standpoint, some hard times. But believe me, God has a purpose. He has a purpose. He has a purpose. It says walk by faith, not by sight. And sometimes that can be a very difficult thing to do, depending upon your situation, depending upon the circumstance, depending upon what you're being faced with. But that just lets you know where your faith is at. I, I used to say, you know, you can always tell the faith of a person by how they give. <laughs> People that give a lot have big faith because they know that God will bring it back. But people that don't have too much faith, they don't, they don't really give too much. I'm talking about financial as well as others, you know, because we got to fund the kingdom of God, you know, takes money upon the earth for things to move. So the church of Jesus Christ needs finances. And those that trust in God and believe in God, hallelujah, they big, they're, they're big givers, big tithers, amen, because they know that God will rebuke the devourer and, <clears throat> and bring back a hundredfold what it is that they planted. So I just want to pray with everyone that is listening in and those that are listening to this in the archives. God bless you. I hope you were blessed. Hallelujah. But let's be followers of, of the Lord. Let's, let's, let's take it and, and, and listen to his instructions and, and follow his instructions despite how uncomfortable it may be. Despite 
how uncomfortable it may be. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for wisdom. We thank you for knowledge. We thank you for understanding. Your ways are not our ways, nor are your thoughts our thoughts. What you are doing in the lives of your people, Father God, hallelujah, will transform their lives tremendously. Help them to see, Lord God, that it's not meant for harm, only for good. Lord, the Bible says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, it is your your spirit that will hold a standard against them. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the wisdom that you have given us through your spirit, Father. Hallelujah. Now I pray that every raven, every dark entity that may try to pluck up the seed before it takes root, hallelujah, by fire burn in Jesus' name, that this seed may go into the ground and take root. Lord, let us not be just hearers of this word, but let us be doers of this word, that we may follow you, Father God, that we may take your instructions, Father God, that we may be led by you, Father God, and no other into the promised land, hallelujah, that you have waiting for us. We thank you, Lord. We magnify you, and we glorify you. And for any that are listening to this message and you don't know the Lord, Hallelujah. Right now, I just pray. And you can say this along with me. Lord, I'm a sinner. I come to you right now. I believe that you died on the cross and rose again. I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior from this day forth. And I will follow in Jesus' name. God bless you. We'll talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to MBKI's Kingdom Encounter on Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned for another encounter next Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, send your prayer requests and questions to our email at mbkministries at gmail.com. People of God. We thank you. Be blessed and remember, walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you.